Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show. Your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the eagle eye, Bill Serna. Now, it's time for Rollin' Eagles football pregame show. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on the pregame show of your Rowlett Eagles taking on the Rockwall Yellow Jackets and the pregame show being brought to you by the Jerry Bullet Fitness Center, the Bullet Experience. Head on over there for all of your needs regarding your training programs, whether it be speed and power, adult training, youth training, speed training, soccer, basketball, volleyball, whatever the case may be, head on over to the Bullet Experience. It's a new location right outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. You can also train with the pros, and that's, of course, Jerry Bullet, as well as Terrence Bullet and or Melvin Bullet. And you can contact Melvin Bullet directly at 214-326-7853 for all of your information regarding the Bullet experience. And we thank them for their sponsorship of the pregame show. And your Eagles, again, going up against a team that, you know, I named it the over-the-bridge rivalry for a reason, because I feel this is the better rivalry out of them all. And that being said, when you have the best rivalry, even though the Saxy rivalry is the one, it is all about what we do as far as, you know, year in and year out against teams, and Rockwall is one of them. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go right into an interview and bring on the guy that I deal with whenever I want to go over there, call a game, whether it's basketball or football. And not only that, he is a big sports fanatic as well. It's Chris Curtis. How are you doing, Chris? What's up, Sonny? How are you? Great, and I'm glad that we're able to do this again. I mean, last year and the year before that, we did this as we were going to be coming from the Cotton Bowl. Now we're going to be sitting right out there at your stadium over in Rockwall. Looking forward to hosting you guys, and uh, hopefully uh, for Rockwall, a little better than the last, last two seasons. You guys have our number pretty good. Well, for the last two seasons, we got a new quarterback over there uh, for us as far as uh, Chase DuPaul. And you got a situation, unfortunately for you guys, you took the loss last week. But it wasn't because you weren't putting up points up on the football field. You had a lot of points up on the board, 42 if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's always a fun. Uh, it's always a fun night when uh, when Rockwell and Highland Park get together. Uh, even when the lights go out, it's fun. Um, you know, it, yep. <laughs> it, it, Coach Webb always loves to play these teams that um, that are going to be playing um, past you know, November, uh, past Thanksgiving. He wants to get everything um, lined up for district. As you know, we're in eleven six A. It's a very tough district, just like you guys. Um, he wants to play these teams. He wants to play Highland Park. He wants to play Rylett. He wants to play Arlington Martin. He wants to get 
you know, all his kinks worked out, especially with Rockwell being a, a little bit more of a younger team this year, um, but such a fast and, and seemed to be dominant team so far um, this summer and leading up to Highland Park. Uh, you're right. It was, a, it was a shootout. I think everybody saw it coming. Um, there was a lot of, you know, things that need to get fixed, but it's definitely things that can get fixed, especially um, in the first month uh, with non-district here. And, uh, you know, with Rowlett, it doesn't get any easier for Rockwall. But, uh, yeah, that Highland Park game was something special, phenomenal, along with his uh, best counterpart, Jackson Smith. Man, those two are something really fun to watch, and it's only going to get better as the season gets going here. Yeah, and I was looking at it. We, you talked about things they got to get cleaned up. Same thing with the Rowlett Eagles. Within the first half of that football game, we saw a lot of mistakes that normally don't happen, but first game jitters just out of uh, the spring practices and summer practices getting are getting you all set and ready for this year. But let's talk a little bit about you and what you do for Rockwall. I know we kind of do it every year, but I want people to know a little bit about what you do because you don't just handle the Rockwall Yellow Jack. You've got the whole uh, ISD that you handle regarding the media and things of that sort. Yeah, a little bit of jack of all trades. You know, it started Thursday night uh, out in Keller as the Heath Hawks took on Keller. That was unfortunately uh, not a fun game to be at if you're a Heath fan. Uh, they fell um, by 37 points. But, um, you know, for Heath, it's a rebuild as well. Kind of this year, lots of young talent. But, yeah, no, I do. I run the Twitter. I, I handle all the media. Um, I work on stories. I do video interviews. Uh, really um, develop relationships with these kids uh, and really love following, you know, as they move on to the next level and, uh, you know, really building a solid foundation here in Rockwall. And uh, it, it's fun to be a part of. It's kind of where I grew up. I uh, actually grew up across the pond here in Rowlett. So it's kind of fun to be on this side of town um, and kind of become part of the fan base here and, uh, you know, want to see this uh, these two teams uh, hopefully one day championship. That's obviously the goal. And we got to rename the rivalry. It's the over the bridge rivalry. That that's the one. The whether it's football or basketball, because we have a good uh, a good you know rivalry working with you as well as basketball. As you be, you took us on last year, I wasn't able to make it that game because I was in Kansas City. But that having been said, you guys got the victory there. So it's always a good and it's a good friendly uh, friendly and athletic rivalry is the way I look at it. Yeah, it's always fun when the, when the two schools, uh, you know, collide. I also remember a couple of years ago when that tornado did roll through on the other side of town. Uh, you know, Rockwall stepped up, and, you know, we were there for our friends across across the pond there, if you want to say. So um, yep. it's, it's always uh, built a, a friendly rivalry. We want to beat each other. Um, but it, it, especially in football, it's kind of developed into more of a, you know, it, it's two powerhouses in the DFW area, and they want to win. And But, you know, like you said, it's kind of a time of year where you're trying to fix all the kinks before you get going here uh, in district in a couple of weeks. And not only that, this is one that everybody's got their eye on. I was looking through the uh, newspaper and everything else. We're part of that game that everybody wants to pick and everybody wants to come to. You know about that, handling the media and who is showing up as well as us. Uh, so you know about that. So talk a little bit about your top performers. You, you have a, uh, a quarterback. A new, I don't know if he's new bat. He was there with you last year. I'm talking about Jacob Clark, 295. 22-34, two touchdowns for you. You also have Henry uh, running the football. He didn't have the success, I think, that you folks were looking at. Uh, but 13 receptions, 232 yards.
yards and two touchdowns for, and, and I'm not going to demolish his name. I'm going to let you tell me his name um, at, for, for receiving the football. And I, the only one word that I can get out is Jackson Smith. How do you say his last name? We we stick with Jackson Smith as well. We don't we don't go that route. We just like to say Very Jackson good. Smith. Of course, I, I call him I call him Jack. So um, we stick with that. But yeah, those two are phenomenal players. Jacob obviously committing uh, to the University of Minnesota over the summer. He had a it was kind of a difficult game for him against uh, against Highland Park. He kind of had his his line who is really really strong this year. Um, they didn't have the strongest game uh, against Highland Park, as you mentioned, jitters and whatever else. He was kind of running for his life uh, on uh, on uh, Friday night. So, um, but he still was able to complete 22 passes and and almost throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns. But yeah, the game uh, for offense for for Rockwall has been really pointed toward Jackson Smith. Um, he might be one of the and, and he's only a junior, and he might be when it's all said and done the greatest Rockwall player to ever come through this program. Coach Webb speaks so highly of him. Um, he can just do it all. He can run for you. He can return punts. And he's so smart at what he does. He, he's one of the smartest kids on the team. He, he's a straight-A student, and he loves the game of football. And Coach Webb says, you know, he is um, one of the best kids he's ever coached. And that's coming from saying a lot, especially with the wide receivers that have come through here, like, you know, Xavier Castile and uh, um, Sam Crawford and, and names of those yep. who have, are now playing D1 football. That says a lot, especially about a junior. So um, it's definitely a fun combo to watch. Uh, Zach Henry, as you mentioned, is, uh, is a phenomenal player. He's only a sophomore. Um, he was a big surprise last year as a freshman. So there's a lot of talent uh, on this team. Um, and it's, it's going to be fun to see how this team develops uh, over the next few weeks because this is a team that I think um, that Coach Webb holds in his sixth year. That could be a team that um, might be playing in December, and I think the expectations are to be playing at AT&T Stadium once this is all said and done, for sure. Yeah, and you talk about, you know, when you go back to Jack Smith, you talk about guys, you, you mentioned wide receivers, but you talk about also, uh, you know, the running backs that were big, you know, you know Warner, if I'm not mistaken, Warner just a couple of years back uh, for you guys that uh, he went to Division One as well. So, a lot of guys that uh, he's put, you know, he's kind of putting them on a pedestal there. So he's got a lot to live up to, like you said. But, um, but looking at your other team, how about Rockwall Keith? How's that team looking? As we don't get to see them a lot, um, if any, because I haven't called the game since uh, for uh, Rowlett to Rockwall Keith. What 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 are the expectations for that football team going into this season? You know, I think uh, a lot of people are still asking that question after, you know, seeing kind of how the first game of the year went. It didn't really go um, the way that they had planned. Um, it's a team that lost a ton of talent. Um, they only returned one starter that actually scored a point in any game last year. Um, so that tells you uh, kind of where they are right now, trying to still try to identify who they are. Um, their kicker is really one of their strong suits. Um, he had BJ actually kicked a 49-yarder um, this past week, but they did fall to Keller Timber Creek, 47 to 10 on Thursday, and um, you know it was a game of turnovers. They just uh, they were in this game at halftime, and then you know they've turned over three straight uh, balls, and they gave up 19 points off that, and that's something you can't do, um, especially in 6A football and against a team that really wasn't expected to to be much of anything this year. So it kind of humbles you, it kind of gets you back on the drawing board, and. Um, you know, I think the expectations are always high at Rockwell Heath. So, you know, Rockwell Heath over the past decade has been a team that 
um, makes the playoffs. They they have high expectations, and um, I think this is really a first year um, where no one really knows where they're going or what they're capable of, but they do always have that Rockwell game circled on their calendar, and that's always a game they seem to get Rockwell's number, and that's a, you know, a big rivalry game here with the I-30 Classic, and um, that was a game that you know, they won in the final second last year, and it was a game that essentially got them into the playoffs because they didn't win a game after that. Um, if they didn't have that game, they wouldn't have seen the playoffs. So, um, you know, you kind of, like 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 Rockwall, you use these four games to kind of see who you are, what you got, and then, you know, it doesn't get any easier for them as they, they start out um, with Longview. So, I mean, we all know what Longview's capable of. So it's something Absolutely. that we're, we're still looking. We're still trying to figure out what Rockwall Heath is all about. And uh, I think that's where everybody is at this point, for sure. Talk a little bit before we we roll on here. Talk a little bit about your basketball program. That's beginning to kick in. Basketball practices getting set for those early December games. How's your basketball team looking out over there? Um, you know, we haven't really dived into basketball, um, but we do know we have one of the stars in the entire country uh, in Samuel Williamson. Um, he's being recruited yep. by all the big dogs. Uh, you know, he just, uh, I think I just saw he was at a, at a trip to Kansas um, a couple of weeks ago, and he's got the likes of Duke and Texas and um, all these big schools looking at him. He's going to be a fun story to watch and kind of build that program around because uh, that's really where this program is going to be um, going to be kind of focused around for sure. Um, he is just an absolute, I mean, he, I don't know if I can say I've seen a really great basketball player in my time here at Rockwall as far as someone that just wows you. This kid is lights, camera, action. He is so fun to watch. Um, you know, you pay the money just to go see him play. That's how good this kid is, and that's how good this, good this kid is going to be, and I could see this kid playing um, in the NBA here in about two or three years for sure. So he's something to look out for and kind of see where the team develops. You know, they won district last year, and they made a nice little run. Um, so it's going to kind of see they brought a lot of players back. So we'll kind of see where they go from here. But, uh, you know, right now it's kind of focused all on football, and, um, and we'll get to basketball here hopefully pretty soon. We're excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, Grant Steph was was a guy who could put it, light it up from the from yep. downtown a lot for it. But, and uh, he made his way over to Ohio State and then transferred a couple times. So definitely, uh, no, n- definitely familiar with guys that were uh, big time names. By the way, I said it, it was Chris Warren was the gentleman Warren, I was yes. thinking of at the running back uh, that had a great uh, great uh, season at the running back position. Another great player for Rockwall and stuff. So now talk a little bit about you i know you're a you are a fanatic i mean you are a sports guy every we're we're facebook friends by the way everybody so i i see <laughs> i see chris's stuff all the time he's at almost all the sporting events uh hockey big big time hockey fan and basketball fan right yeah i mean i like my go-to for sure um it's kind of weird to be a hockey fan here in uh in in the dallas <laughs> uh it's a growing sport here it still remains big and um, you know, obviously, I, I cheer for all the uh, the local teams, the Cowboys, Mavs, Stars, and Rangers, and uh, I'm a Longhorn, so I'm uh, still reeling from that this past week, and I don't really want to talk about it right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll we'll skip that. Yep, <laughs> we'll we'll move on to that one. But but no, yeah, no, it's it's fun. Um, you know, I love being a Dallas fan, and uh, yeah, so yeah, that's that's kind of where I come from, and uh, I try to keep my uh, allegiance there as much as I can, even though it can be very frustrating at times. 
He is Chris Curtis. This guy always gives me that you know everything that I need whenever I head over there. And I first of all appreciate that, and second of all appreciate the rivalry, the across the bridge rivalry that's happening Friday night. Let them know where it's at and what time it's kicking off over there, Chris. So we are having actually first responders night, which is going to be awesome. We get to get back to our first responders and tell them how much we appreciate them. That actually kicks off here at 7:15 um, at the Wilkerson. I call it the Wilk. It's Wilkerson Sanders Memorial Stadium, right off I-30. Um, sponsored by our great friends over at Rest Haven. They are based in Rowlett and Rockwall, so it's definitely fun to have both of them um, on board here for this game. And uh, that kicks off at 7:15. And hopefully, if Sunny can keep the weather away, we're going to kick off football at 7:30. That's the plan, right? That's the boys' plan. Now, you're supposed to be rain in the area, if I'm not mistaken, which might be the reason why you were able to take care of me. Is that correct? I mean, I, I hear I got you some sideways barbecue as well coming. So um, that's, oh, yeah. that's, the rumor on, that's the rumor on the hot meal is you got that's sideways coming your way. Hey, hey, and and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna hold you to the rumor, and so is the eagle eye Bill Cern and my color commentator. So we're looking forward to that. Always a pleasure to have Chris Curtis on here on the Couch Potato Sports Show when we talk rock wall. We'll bring him back on when we're about ready to kick off basketball because I think we got you this year in basketball, don't we? We did. Yep, we absolutely do. Yep. Yep, so we'll, uh, I'll hopefully be at that game and not on a business trip. So I missed last year's, and I was believe me, I was very bummed out about it. So no, I is Kansas City really here. a business trip, Sonny? Yeah, well, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, you know <laughs> I do the indoor football. I'm in the I'm in the front office of, with uh, Champions Indoor Football. So yeah, we had our league meetings up there. So yeah, I unfortunately, kind of got us off. I, if there was a way I could have got out of it. I would have, but unfortunately, not. But Chris, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and the pregame show, folks. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what we saw in the game last week with the Rowland Eagles as they took on the McKinney ISD uh, with the Broncos over there with Boyd. And we'll do that when we come back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowland Eagles radio network. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. 
with over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychainlees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Coslo Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Also insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show as we just got done talking to Chris Curtis. And again, guys, this guy's one of my favorite guys. I mean, we had a great experience over at the McKinney ISD here just this past week as your Rowlett Eagles were over there taking on McKinney Boyd and the Broncos over at that new 70 million, let me say that again, 70 million dollar stadium that is over there for the McKinney ISD. 
and those folks were great. I mean, you know, getting us drinks and everything else. So big shout out to the staff over there. We very much appreciate it. They were pretty much, you know, almost hand feeding us <laughs> to one point, um, giving us everything we wanted, whether it was food, drinks or whatever. And what a great experience over there. But Chris Curtis is one of those guys that, you know, I got to know because of basketball and then, of course, of the sports within the Dallas DFW. You also heard about him and, you know, a big hockey fan as well. And, um, um, a Dallas Mavericks fan as well. So good to talk to him and let everybody know about him and the, the, the fun rivalry. It's not a heated or hated rivalry whatsoever, which is another great thing about that. But talking a little bit about that game as your Rowlett Eagles, they were on the road and they were taking again on McKinney Boyd and the Broncos and the Rowlett Eagles did get out of there with a victory 45 to 21. And I'm going to talk to the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna about this game because it was a very interesting game because your Rowlett Eagles scored 14 points in the first, second, and fourth quarter. And not only that, in the first quarter, it should have been 21 points. But we'll talk about that with the Eagle Eye. But Going over a little bit about what happened in that game is as Chris uh, Chase Chapal, he threw for two touchdowns, rushed for another, leading the Rowlett Eagles to that 41-21 victory over McKinney Boyd as Rowlett just jumped out and took control just as the game got it started. And before he knew it was 14 nothing, should have been 21 nothing, but a turnover near the uh, goal line as Chauncey Amos gave up the ball to the uh, McKinney Boyd Broncos, but I thought he was in for the touchdown, so it probably should have been 21 points right there in that first quarter, but they got the ball back on a uh, turnover not more than a couple of minutes later, so that was huge, but Amos finished the game with 115 yards on 14 carries as Tupal went 21 for 31 for 232 yards passing along with those touchdown passes, so uh, Boyd ran for 196 uh, yards total and uh, but they were just held the 36 yards in the air and when you looked at Ziegler he used his legs a lot in that game at the quarterback position for the Broncos um, and a lot towards the uh, rushing yards. Uh, Nixon also had 71 yards for McKinney Boyd, uh, and also Mastic, he had one reception for 32 yards, which, by the way, was a nice catch as well. Uh, but your Rowlett Eagles, again, uh, Amos 121, one touchdown as well, and Evans, nine receptions, 136 yards as well, and two touchdowns. And folks, it doesn't get much better than that, because if you're Rowlett Eagles, I'm going to tell you straight out, if your Rowlett Eagles can score 21 to 24 points a game, they're going to win a lot of games this year, regardless what the situation was. So, that having been said, when you looked at that matchup, the Eagles had 24 first downs compared to the Broncos' 10. Total yards for the Rowlett Eagles was a big number. 416 yards for the Rowlett Eagles compared to the Broncos' 232. 232 of them were you know, passing as well. Uh, 
an average of 11 yards passing for the Rowlett Eagles. So that was big. Rushing the football again, 184 on 40 attempts, which is an average of 4.6. If you can get 4.5 and higher, that is a good number for any kind of rushing. McKinney Boyd had 196 of them. They averaged 5.8 rushing. So a total of six penalties for your Rowlett Eagles. McKinney Boyd only had five. Rowlett Eagles were... Um, were uh, flagged for 50 yards while the Broncos 55. So those situations for this game was huge. And it was a good game. So it got the Rowlett Eagles' feet wet. And I will tell you that in that game, there were a lot of mistakes that the Rowlett Eagles really do need to wrap up, especially going against the Rockwall Yellow Jackets that will exploit every weakness that you possibly can, regardless what is coming at them. And that is another thing. When you take a look at Rockwall and what they do week in and week out, it's one of those things where you have to be worried even way before the game. Now, Granted, they took the loss against the High uh, against Highland Park, forty nine to forty two, and I will tell you that was one of those things that really kind of you know made me question what was going on. As when you looked at the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, this was a big game for Clark. Clark had two hundred ninety five total yards on twenty two or thirty four passing. He had two touchdowns. But watch out for Henry. This is the guy that you need to watch out for. And Highland Parks held Henry down to only 51 yards and a touchdown. And then Smith uh, Najiba, um, we are only going to call him Smith in the game because we don't want to mess up his last name. Uh, 13 of 232 yards, 13 receptions, 232 yards and two touchdowns. But 42 points put up on the board for the Rockwall Yellow Jackets, obviously compared to the Rowlett Eagles and what they did, it was a little bit less as the Eagles scored 45. So a three-point difference in that game. But again, when you look at those things and you look at all the things that could end up happening out on the football field, the Rowlett Eagles have to feel really good about what they what they are doing. Also, just to let you know, they they rushed the ball, the Rowlett Eagles did. And Chase Tupal hitting those short passes, which in turn gave him the 232 yards. And I'm talking about, you know, in between 10 and 16 yard passes that add up, especially when they are on a drive and that drive does not stop. It just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. So the Rowlett Eagles also controlled the ball in that game as well. A lot of time on their side in that game. So that was a big thing as well. But not only did Chauncey Amos have a good game, Josh Expo with four rushes, 27 yards. You say, Sonny, what's that big deal? That's not a big deal. Josh Expo is one of these you know, running backs, and I'm actually not even going to call him. He's a fullback. This is a big guy, and he can get through the line. And he broke off a couple of them where there were some flags on it. And if this guy gets a little daylight with his wide shoulders, it's going to be hard to bring this guy down throughout the year. So look out for that. But again, on the receiving side, Jerry Evans, 
Nine receptions, 136 yards and two touchdowns. And Trevon King, six catches for 61 yards. Big time there for him as well. And Antonio Hall, five catches, 37 yards. So you got to like what is coming your way for the Rowlett Eagles as they move forward uh, into the season. Now. On the other side, when you take a look at Rockwall, Rockwall, you know, we already talked a little bit about some of the stats that were happening, especially coming at the uh, quarterback position. But let's take a look at some of the other stats that are in that one, because there are a lot of guys that we're going to be calling in this game that I think will surprise a lot of people again. So. That having been said, jumping into it and looking at the numbers for Rockwall, um, we talked about Zach Henry, 20 rushes, 51 yards and a touchdown, three rushes, 35 yards for Colette, four rushes, eight yards for Kelly, two rushes for two yards for Gastineau. Okay, so looking out for that. Uh, but the Eagles need to look out receiving-wise. 13 receptions, 232 yards, two touchdowns. And I will tell you, when the Rockwell Yellow Jackets have two guys that they can throw to, it has caused the Rowlett Eagles problems in the past. The only difference in that this year is they don't really have a second go-to guy in reality on the receiving side of the football for the Rowlett Eagles. Zach Henry, four catches, 51 yards, three catches. 18 yards for Claiborne, and then uh, Kalininski had one catch 13 yards, one catch 8 yards for RJ, and then uh, Colette one catch 8 yards, but not a definitive uh, target for a second guy for the Rockwell Yellow Jackets, and I think that's a big difference when you look back in years past for the Rockwell Yellow Jackets. Sometimes they had three guys that they actually targeted week in and week out, so... Good stuff there for this game. A lot of things that we'll be taking a look at. And I know the eagle Eye Bill Cerna is going to be all over this because there is a lot of things that are going to happen in this game that are going to be a big difference for the Rowlett Eagles as they move forward. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the game that is going to be happening and some of the schedule situations as well. And we'll bring in the eagle Eye Bill Cerna. We'll do that here after after the break here on the pregame show, and of course the pregame show also being brought to you by the Bullet Experience for bullet trainings and everything else. 8900 Princeton Road. Train with the professionals, and that is, of course, Melvin Bullet of the Bullet Experience. 214-326-7853. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show and your Rowlett Eagles Radio Network. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. 
This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your outlet Eagles letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice and your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. 
A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I mean, we get into this program and we always go over the hour. We kind of set it up for an hour for the show to go. But depending on the situation, whatever I'm talking about or talking to Chris Curtis or whatever the case may be, um, sometimes we go a little bit late. But that having been said, we're always going to bring in the man, the myth of who this guy really is, guys. And, and not only that, I got him a great intro. Ladies and gentlemen... Good. How are you, Sonny? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. You can't hear it, but there's some cool music going, your theme, and so you'll know more about that at the time we get out to the game on Friday. Uh, little th- a couple of things going on regarding this game. There's going to be a lot of wet weather. Uh, we're getting the remnants of a tropical storm, um, and they're actually worried a little bit that this game might not happen. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I've been kind of watching the weather. What are you hearing about the weather? What do you think? Are, uh, we're going to do the game anyway. Yeah, um, you know what? I've kind of ever since we talked earlier uh, today, I've kind of been watching the weather too, and it looks like we are going to get some thunderstorms. It just depends on where. I think it's going to. There's an eighty percent chance of uh, uh, rain, um, some of it possibly heavy thunderstorms. So it just depends. Uh, you know, I've never been a weatherman before, but uh, um, I kind of sound pretty darn good at doing it. But uh, uh, I think we're going to play. I really do. I think this is football weather. Yes, and, and just add add weatherman to your forte, uh, your forte there. So, uh, two time champion, statistician, coaching, um, you know, you know, play by play guy with me. You know, you you're developing that long list. That's a good one though. But let's talk a little bit about what we saw in the football game as the Raleigh Eagles did get the victory against the McKinney Boyd uh, Broncos, forty five to twenty one. We saw a lot of things in here, and uh, Chris Curtis mentioned. Earlier, uh, as far as their team is concerned, it's the same thing for us, and we talked about it during the broadcast. Uh, time to get things together, uh, find out the things that they're doing wrong, and clean up some things because there was a lot of things that were a little bit shaky and out on the football field. Yeah, you're going to come into this game, uh, and you're going to see a team that's uh, two folds. Uh, stronger than uh, what Boyd was and not taking anything against Boyd but Rockwall is just uh, uh, in the in the last few years has been consistently strong with that passing game and uh, this year you know they uh, they come back with um, some 
uh, not as many on the, uh, returning on the defense, but the ones that are returning are high-profile uh, uh, defenders. Yeah, and you talk about guys returning, and that would be the quarterback from Rockwall as we uh, looked at, you know, we saw him last year at the Cotton Bowl. Um, Clark, who threw for 295 yards, 22, a 34, two touchdowns. He also used his legs a couple of times as well, rushing the football. And that's, got, you know, that's still a significant number put up on the board, 42. A couple of, you know, a couple of, you know, minor problems that Clark had, but hey, First game, you know, and then they get a little time to get set for this one. But what we're going to see in this one is what we saw the last time we were at Rockwall, if you remember correctly, this was a wet, soggy game as well. Um, maybe not as much rain last time, but enough to cause problems with the ball, making the ball heavier and going deep down the field almost impossible. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then you're going to have two uh, two defenses that are uh, pretty uh, – uh, pretty stout, so I, I'm looking at we might have a little bit of a, of a defensive battle here. Uh, you know, I to be honest, I kind of expected that with the game last week up here in McKinney, but we'll see how this uh, game uh, pairs that, plans out. You know, with the weather, obviously, weather can definitely change your um, your play calling on offense. So, uh, you know, this weather is going to really be a, a factor in this game. 68% passing for Chase Tupal, as again, 232 yards, two touchdowns for him um, as well. He went 21 to 31. But what we saw with Chase Tupal was not a guy that was the deep threat guy. He was the guy that was about 20 yards in. And we talked about it last year. You know, forget going for that home run uh, ball. Let's get 10 yards. Let's get 15 yards. And that's what we saw a lot from Chase Tupal this uh, past game against the Broncos. Well, in the first game of the season, you, you, you really want to uh, just loosen him up and get him comfortable back there. And that's what they did. They came out, you know, they really mixed up with the run and the pass uh, with Amos and then, uh, then your receivers. Uh, Evans had a great game. And, and what they did was they utilized those receivers, uh, did a lot of screen passes that uh, really, um, really helped with blocking of the other receivers to get these guys downfield. So, you know, they weren't long passes. A lot of it was those uh, uh, yak yards, and, uh, you know, at the, uh, mm-hmm. the receivers gained a lot of that stuff on, on their own. Yeah, yakety-yak. That's what I call it, the yak. The yards after the catch, a big, big-time thing for the Rowland Eagles. And as well, how about the yards after first contact? And that's what we saw with Chauncey Amos as he was getting hit at the line and able to bounce off and still get some big yards and some big plays. Yeah, he was doing a great job. Uh, same with DePaul when he did run the ball. Uh, they were definitely uh, able to... Uh, uh, get uh, extra yards after their first initial contact, which is it just shows the strength of uh, of both of those kids. So, but you know, like I mentioned, you're gonna you're coming into a Rockwall team that is always uh, has a lot of strength on their defense. So uh, you're you're definitely gonna see a different uh, style of defense than what we saw with uh, the Broncos. 
Amos finished with a game high, 115 yards on 14 carries to Paul again, 21 to 31, 232 yards in passing. Uh, so Boyd ran the ball for 196 yards, but they only had 36 yards through the air. That is a stat that they will definitely take a look at before they go into their next one uh, for uh, this week as well. But the Eagles, they put up some points on it. I was looking at the numbers, and they're really simple, 14-14 and 14, all in the first, second, and third quarter. In the first quarter, probably should have been 21 because of the rip uh, fumble uh, away from uh, Chauncey Amos as he went over into the end zone. Uh, so really, in reality, good numbers as far as the offensive side is, of the ball is concerned. Different game. So what are they going to have to do? Obviously, they're going to have to look at the weather in this game. They're obviously going to have to make adjustments to that. So I think we're going to see a lot of the running game, whether it be Chauncey, uh, uh, Chauncey Amos, or for all that matters, you take a look at some of the other guys and other keys in the backfield as well at the running back as well as the uh, fullback. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think uh, with uh, uh, Rockwall, last couple of years, Rockwall's gone in this game uh, being the favorite. And what Rowlett did and what they're going to need to do this week is um, take advantage of the miscues. You know, it, uh, they were able to get some uh, fumbles from uh, Rockwall. Yeah, and a couple of interceptions, and and got a, a quick lead on them, and got up on top, and and, uh, uh, and then uh, never uh, uh, looked back. So, uh, you know, that's they're going to have to first of all clean up those mistakes they made last time. You can't fumble on the one yard line, uh, miss field goals. Yep, uh, those are the type of things you got to capitalize on. And I think with a Rockwall team, you can't afford to have those because uh, a, a good team like the Yellow Jackets are are they're going to have a. Uh, they're going to take advantage of those opportunities. So uh, clean up our mistakes, uh, minimize our mistakes, and take advantage of the ones that they give us. Definitely. And, and looking at the looking at the where the uh, district is standing up, and looking at the standings, I was looking at those earlier today. As you know, obviously getting ready for this game, it's always good to see where the Eagles are in comparison to the the, the other teams. And the other team, there are only three teams in this district that won their first game. And of course, now granted, these are all the district game: the Lakeview Centennial Page, uh, Patriots, the Raleigh Eagles and the North Garland Raiders actually got the uh, victory as well. So already uh, on the losing side will be Garland, will be South Garland, will be Name and Force, will be Wiley and the Saxony Mustangs. So, um, and again, looking at this division, I think, you know, we see a little bit of change from the last couple of years, but now that you add Wiley to the mix, um, it, it could be a different top four. I still think that we're going to see the Rowland Eagles. I still think we're going to see the Saxony Mustangs. But where it's going to change, it'll be number three. Will it be Wiley? Will they get in there? And also some good games from the Neiman Forest Rangers last year and North Garland, obviously, out there trying to win football games. Yeah, Neiman Forest last year, it was their defense that really uh, stuck it to people. And uh, a lot of teams struggle with uh, with their defense. So, uh, you know, they we are looking. Too. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we are. Uh, um, you know, right now, Naaman Forest is probably looking at that number four seed. Uh, you know, it uh, preseason uh, standings uh, predictions had Saxy, Rowlett, Wiley, and then Naaman Forest. Now, that anywhere between that three and that seven team, uh, any of those could be uh, anywhere in those positions. So it just really depends. 
first game of the uh, first game of the season for all these teams, there were some bad losses, some losses to teams that they had no business losing to. Um, yeah, Baxi uh, had a great game against Capel, and uh, and Capel's always a tough team to play, so um, that was a great game. Um, so you know, Saxy went out and played that tough competition. But you know, you get uh, teams like uh, South Garland and, and uh, you know Wiley played uh, Prestonwood, uh, which is a private school, uh, and did not look good at all. So you know that that's not that's not a, a Bill Howard uh, team that uh, usually comes out of Wiley. So I expect to see more out of them. I think we're going to know more in the next uh, next game, the two games that are all non district before we get in the district to see where, you know, where we can start lining up these teams. And looking in the district, you know, the, you know, you, you mentioned the Coppell Cowboys. They got a big 57 yard field goal to beat the Saxe Mustangs 30 to 28 as time expired. It was a, uh, a great kick. I've seen it on, uh, they showed the replay. So now Saxe gets the understanding of what the Rowlett Eagles have seen the last two years in the first round of the playoffs. So that could be a situation where they might see Coppell again in the first round of the playoffs, depending on how it lines up. Yeah, I, I think with the change of alignments this year, I think uh, first-round districts play different now, so I don't think we would be seeing the Capel district in the first round. Um, with that being said, we could be playing against a, a district uh, um, nine, which would be the Allen Eagles, the Plano, Plano West. Um, yep. You know, uh, Prosper, McKinney, those that that'd be a tough district to have to jump into right away, uh, first game, uh, or they could be end up uh, playing in the district eleven, which is you'll see is um, like the Mesquite, the North Mesquite, um, the Rockwall. So it depends on where they uh, they they have it set up this year for the playoffs. But I think they with the the change in, al- in alignments, I think they've also changed uh, which districts will play in the first round. We'll see if we can get that information, get it out to the folks that are listening to the pregame show, as well as you'll catch it, uh, some of the information that we'll be talking about here in this one in the halftime show as well. Uh, next week, the Rowlett Eagles, they are finally at home at the, at the friendly confines of uh, the uh, Homer B. Johnson Stadium taking on the Plano Wildcats. And this is another, uh, you know, out-of-district game, a tougher uh, district, but they did lose their first game. Uh, of the season as they took the loss to Hebron, a uh, team from Carrollton, 28-27, to only lost that game by one. Uh, so that's going to be you, – you can already tell what type of teams that were coming in there. These are smash-mouth footballs for Rockwall as well as next week when we take on the Wildcats. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Our out-of-district games are, are really strong this year. Uh, you know, a great job by uh, Stevens to uh, get these games uh, on the schedule really helps us going into district because, you know, some of these teams in district are going to be um, not as strong as these out-of-district games. So we really need that um, uh, that those games with tough teams so that way when we go in the playoffs, we know how to play those strong teams. 
And that's going to be very important because it's especially if you take a look at Rockwall and what they what they do out of district, they always play good games. I mean, obviously taking the loss last week to Highland Park, then they got the Rowlett Eagles. But the other games that are out of district that are that Rockwall are going to be looking at some big tough games as they they're going to take on Bowie from Arlington as well as Martin out of Arlington as well and Longview. So there's a Four big, big time games. Now, obviously, the first four are you know out of district, and the first one is with Longview. I I didn't realize that they were in the same district as Rockwall, so that's going to be a real good game. That game happens on September twenty eighth. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and if you look at Rockwall for the last two years, in the last two years, Rockwall's only won one non-district game uh, but then you look at the competition they've played out they've played some really really strong teams so you know yep. it's a, they definitely uh, um, uh, take advantage of, of the non-district games and uh, uh, Coach Webb definitely schedules those tough games and, and you yep. know it helps them through district and gets them uh, ready for the playoffs and you know Rowlett had, or, or Rockwall had a a great game during the playoffs last year, uh, losing in overtime to Saxe over at Allen Stadium. Uh, so they you were at that game. Take, I was at that game. Absolutely, man, that was a fun game. Let me tell you. Um, but you know, those out of district games that they play, that that strength of, of those teams definitely comes into play and definitely helps them throughout the season. All right, let's take a look at the game. Rowlett Eagles, 7.30 on Friday night, September 7th. That's coming to you from Rockwall. What are you expecting? What do you, what, what do you predict is going to happen in this game? You know what? I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, depending if, if the weather is, is uh, rough and it's slippery and wet out there. I see quite a change on the offenses by both teams, and you're going to see a little bit more of a running game by both, where I think – that could be the advantage that Rowlett could have against Rockwell, having a, a back like uh, Amos back there. Um, uh, so I see possibly a low-scoring game. If, if it's wet and, and slippery out there, I, I can see a, a low-scoring game with whoever wins the game coming out with the less of the miscues um, by either team. Yeah, that's going to be big. I, I, well, I expect that, you know... I, Looking at the game, I mean, to me, it's obvious. Obviously, they're going to run the ball, so where they got to get it done is they got to get it done up front. The offensive line for the Rowlett Eagles are going to have to come and come play because I don't think, I mean, you know, Chauncey Ambos, I want him to have a great game, but I think this is a game where you go away from Chauncey in reality because that's what they're expecting. So I see a little bit more of a hunt out there and maybe Josh Expo making his way out there. So I think the combination of maybe spreading the ball around with different guys, um, two guys in the backfield, and getting that up front push is going to be very key in this game. And obviously turnovers. The Rowlett Eagles get the turnover on the kickoff. Uh, special teams are going to be a big, big part of this game as well. Yeah, and then and the last couple of years of Rowlett football, special teams is where there has been a weakness for them. So to see them come out in the first game and, and convert on special teams uh, a couple times, was really huge for this team. So, uh, you know, we we noticed that, you know, personnel wasn't as many uh, players as we've seen in the past with this rally. Absolutely. Team. So, uh, staying healthy is going to be important for them. And uh, when you have a game like this, a big physical uh, rock wall team, you, you definitely got to uh, come and, and be prepared and uh, utilize everybody. 
Definitely. So this one's going to be a good one. This one, you know, across the bridge rivalry it happens Friday night over at Rockwall High School. Folks, you've got to get out there and uh, make sure you dress for the weather as well. Obviously, bring the raincoats and everything else. Be ready for this one. It's going to be a ground game. It's going to be ground attack. We'll have the call on the Couch Potato Sports Show, 730 as well. So this one's going to be built. I'm ready for it. You ready for the barbecue as well? Oh, absolutely! Me, me, and me and food, we go, we go like hand in hand. We're we're like peas and carrots. Absolutely, and make sure you bring the flags because I have a feeling you'll be throwing a lot of the yellow flags. But I don't know where we'll be, so hopefully we'll be someplace where they don't go flying too far away from us. So that's going to be oh no, my my flag will always be ready. That's right. So so that's going to do it for us here on the pregame show as we end it with the best, and that obviously is the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna. Make sure you join us on Friday night. This one's going to be a good one. So for the Eagle Eye Bill Cerna, I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. We'll see you Friday night. Have a good one, everybody. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.